0: Just after noon, on August ninth, 2014, Darren Wilson tugged the steering wheel of his Chevy Tahoe police cruiser, turning left on Canfield Drive, a sleepy side street. His vehicle glided down the street, past Red's Barbecue on the left, and rows of one- and two-story homes to the right. Wilson, a 28-year-old white officer in his third year with the Ferguson Police Force, was exactly halfway through his shift. At 12.01 p.m., Wilson rolled his window down to tell two young black men, Dorian Johnson and Michael Brown, to get out of the street. By 12.04 p.m., it was all over. In three minutes, Brown would be dead. Wilson would be on his way to becoming the nation's most controversial man for a time, and the country would be en route to a difficult dialogue on race and policing that continues to date. A year later, some of what happened that day in Ferguson, Missouri, is clear. Wilson shot Brown at least six times, killing him. But other parts of the three confrontations between Brown and Wilson in those three minutes An exchange of words about Brown and his friend jaywalking, a scuffle inside Wilson's patrol vehicle, and the final encounter in the middle of Canfield Drive will never be entirely clear. What witnesses saw was insufficient to persuade the grand jurors to indict Wilson. It was also enough to spark nights of violence and secure for Brown's death a place on a short and tragic list of American mysteries all linked by a central truth. People can witness the same events, yet draw very different narratives from them. But the impact of Ferguson reached far beyond that street. The days of rage that followed turned up the temperature on subsequent confrontations between communities of color and police. Riots and protests erupted in Cleveland, New York, Baltimore, Atlanta, Oakland, California, Madison, Wisconsin, and North Charleston, South Carolina. Ferguson and its wake gave momentum to a grassroots movement, Black Lives Matter, that many believe represents a new era of civil rights activism. The rolling crises have also spawned a backlash from police unions, some of which complain that anti-police rhetoric interferes with their ability to ensure public safety. Race relations have hit an inflection point in the year since Ferguson. Polls show a majority of Americans think interactions between the races have gotten worse, and African Americans say race relations are now the country's most pressing issue. The uproar over Brown's death has also spurred change. Ferguson's police department is now under Justice Department supervision to root out patterns of civil rights violations. The town just named its first black police chief, and the governor signed a court reform bill that caps what police and the courts can collect through ticketing and fines that disproportionately burden and impoverish black residents. Police departments around the country have begun using body cameras. Citizens are regularly filming arrests, and community policing has seen a revival. In addition, Congress has cracked down on the program that provides military gear to police, and Obama plans to use his remaining time in office to address inequities in the criminal justice system. In other words, though people disagree about what happened in those fateful three minutes, Ferguson has nonetheless led to a broad reassessment of race and justice in America and a new awareness that the country's long, complex march toward expanded equality isn't over. Here's how we got there.